So again, it is the winter solstice that we are all gathering together for here today. Winter solstice in the northern hemisphere and um, summer solstice for those in the southern hemisphere. Uh, So it's solstice either way for all of us. Uh, The word solstice means sun stands still. That's the literal translation of this very ancient word. Uh, The sun stands still uh, because the sun appears to stand still in the sky for three days, uh, the day before the, the, the actual exact time, the day of the exact time, and the day after the exact time. Uh, so yesterday, today, and tomorrow uh, is what's called the solstice period. And um, I have been, I'm Reverend Anna Jones, and I've been leading uh, solstice equinox uh, gatherings uh, for, of this nature for the uh, angelic transmissions for the last few years uh, and as far as leading solstice and equinox gatherings beyond doing the angelic transmissions via teleconference I've been leading these uh, types of gatherings on these special times of the year uh, probably since hmm, gosh late 1980s I would say uh, they used to be more like just in-person gatherings and small group gatherings and uh, maybe, maybe on t- retreats that I would lead or things along that line uh, and then a few years ago, I started getting the, the guidance and instructions to start doing teleconferences at this time. Uh, and I'll explain a little bit about my background and history because um, I want to give a little bit of time uh, before we begin the interface prayer for more people to get on the call. There's over 300 and I think I looked, last I looked, 60 registered and 60 registered for today. Uh, and there still could be even more that join as I'm explaining a little bit more about myself. Um, also, this is a uh, these are open public events that I do, these teleconferences, and a lot of you have never met me or worked with me before, so I'd like to uh, introduce myself a little bit in these events uh, to those of you who are not familiar uh, with my ministry and the um, work and service that I do in in this world. Um, So uh, let me begin by saying that I began these because I was called uh, by Archangel Michael to, uh, to do these teleconferences, and and I was asked uh, by Archangel Michael uh, in my meditations uh, to do this teleconference today and um, also to include the guidance that I received, the message that I received uh, was that it was uh, a very important part to include uh, the world peace prayers uh, from various different spiritual traditions, the interfaith world peace prayers that we're going to be starting with as soon as I finish my introduction here. So um, I have learned over over the years of my life, many, many years, to follow the guidance uh, when it's given, and especially when it's very clear, if it's clearly given and I can clearly understand what I'm being guided to do, to follow that guidance and always, always being glad uh, that I have and that I that I do so. So um, let me give you a little bit about uh, how all of this started for me, um, because it wasn't something that I necessarily decided I want to do that for a living or I want to do that for uh, uh, rest of my life. Um, it, this was something that just started happening to me. Um, uh, I, I started having a lot of mystical experiences in my early childhood, actually, and I was raised by my great-grandmother, who was a Catholic mystic, and um, 
she also, because she was a mystic, uh, she uh, had a lot of mystical experiences herself and taught me not to fear the experiences that I had as a young child of um, seeing colors and what I now would say, you know, flashes of light and energy and all kinds of things that I would see in dreams that I would have that uh, weren't just, mm, did never seem like average dreams, uh, seeing spirits, seeing uh, angels, having those types of experiences even as a very young child it wasn't all the time of course uh, but it happened and uh, she taught me to trust those things and to believe in those things and my great-grandmother taught me also that not only can you can talk to God but God can talk to you and uh, that you can talk to the angels and the angels can talk to you and she instilled that in me kind of at a very young age and I believe that I was having some of those communications just for myself personally just to help me through my childhood through things that you know, it was not a not a. Even though it sounds like a magical childhood, it was not an easy childhood by any means. Uh, so it, it was it was really support that I believe that uh, I was being given from on high or from above uh, to to go through those years. But then when I was 14, I started doing uh, laying out of hands healing in a charismatic Catholic youth group that I got involved in at the time. It was a church youth group uh, for the church that we were in, and um, then it, things started changing very dramatically. Not only was I having profound healing experiences of uh, being able to experience profound healing being given and profound healing being received by me personally, uh, but also kind of the full-blown charismatic experience was what I was having. uh, And it was uh, pretty much for about four years, uh, from about 14 to 18, uh, that I continued to have those experiences. They became less at 17, 18, but more, more so in 14, 15, 16. But um, they really was for that length of time that um, I was having those experiences. And it was during that time that it, it opened up into a whole other world. Um, I call it my original spiritual awakening um, being able to uh, prophesy, meaning kind of get 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 messages to deliver to people that had meaning to them or important to them, importance to them that uh, was significant to them in some way. Even if they didn't understand it now, they would understand it perhaps later. Uh, and some of those messages would just kind of be spoken through my voice, and some of them would be like me being asked to deliver and like tell this person this. And they'd start with like you know when the, when these experiences with the angels uh, and the divine uh, spirit speaking through uh, started it was more like little like things like a word or a sentence or a phrase or and then sometimes it wasn't auditory it was actually symbolic or uh, something visual uh, perhaps that I was uh, being given to share with people and I was reluctant uh, at first Uh, it was something that definitely I had to uh, do a lot of um, you know just release and relax and surrender and open 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 uh, in order to um, be able to uh, be that instrument, you know, and that's truly how I saw it. I saw it, uh, and that's truly how we were being guided by our, by our youth minister uh, to do it, is to be that instrument for the divine to work through, and also um, the angels came in much more prevalently uh, during that time uh, with their messages, and then I began to understand that more and more as time went on. Um, after 
uh, I graduated and, uh, from high school, um, the, uh, the, the youth group was broken up before I graduated, but after I graduated, uh, I wanted to explore all the things that I had experienced in a much, much broader way. Um, I knew that there had to be other people and other cultures and other traditions that um, the youth group was, was so, so incredibly successful. We were having so much success that um, it, uh, the, the, the church decided that it was going to uh, become afraid of it. Um, so the, the church uh, shut down that particular youth group, which at the time was traumatic, but it, it really was more of a blessing for me uh, because in the end what it did was cause me to open up to exploring all other types of ways of uh, communicating and, and that people all over the world have had these experiences and really uh, seek to understand mystics, uh, uh, saints and yogis and shamans and all of that from different cultures who are seeking that deeper personal connection with the divine and um, from a very early age during that time I had a calling to ministry I didn't know exactly how to quite answer that calling um, never really went away in my teenage years I just didn't know what to do with it uh, and then in, later in my 20s the, the calling to ministry work got stronger and stronger but by that time I was exploring um, like I said, you know, other mystics in, tradi- in, in different traditions, saints, shamans, yogis, etc., in, in different uh, traditions, and how the, the, the deeper personal relationship with the divine uh, could be developed and the exchange could take place. And I was developing my intuitive abilities and uh, my clairvoyance and my, my gifts as a medium and developing all of that, developing meditation skills, etc. Um, and so I, when I felt the call to ministry get stronger, I was like, I don't know what ministry to go into. Into. And so, uh, really, I couldn't. I couldn't just limit myself because of the universal, uh, transcendental experiences that I was having, uh, multidimensional, multifaceted experiences that I was having. I couldn't just limit myself uh, to just one particular faith or tradition. Um, and uh, the, the the path that called to me was interfaith. Um, so I became an interfaith minister in 1993 while I was in my 20s, and I've been one ever since, and I've been developing and growing my ministry uh, as an independent uh, interfaith minister uh, ever since. And um, my ministry is broken down into three primary categories for those, again, who aren't fully familiar with my ministry. Uh, The largest category, the largest uh, that that I have the biggest outreach for is my angelic ministry, which is what we're going to be uh, working with and and dealing with here uh, in this teleconference today. And then the um, second uh, largest is my healing ministry uh, and well I'd say my, my healing ministry and my um, my ministry of just helping us connect to the sacred heart of the divine uh, that's in us and the sacred heart of the divine uh, within God the universal approach to really connecting with that sacred heart of God uh, through our sacred heart is really the, the, the third aspect of my ministry um, and so everything that I do the people say well you teach on a lot of different subjects you do a lot of different things you know they, they they, 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 they receive emails of a lot of different you know, pilgrimages or retreats or workshops or whatever that I'm, that I'm leading. They all fit into this ministry and they all fit into those categories. Um, but the, the, the one that I have um, 
focused on for today is my angelic ministry. And uh, this ministry has been guided uh, all along from Archangel Michael, even though I didn't know that that was specifically uh, as conscious as I am about it today. I suspected, I kind of knew and felt, and I always felt an affinity and connection with Archangel Michael since I can very much uh, begin my memory. Um, uh, But uh, it became more of a conscious thing uh, in the early 1990s. Uh, And I began being called um, by the angels and by Archangel Michael to be the instrument, uh, to serve as the instrument through which their messages could be delivered like a courier. They're the messengers and I'm the courier. And that's oftentimes how I see myself as a modern mystic who's uh, uh, doing this angelic ministry, performing the role of being a courier. Um, That's my my true way of seeing it and and languaging it. but since that language isn't very well known or very well understood by a lot of people, uh, the kind of the more metaphysical language I also like to use too, uh, language of being a medium uh, through which uh, their messages can come through, or being the channel perhaps of uh, through which their their messages can come through. Either way, it's being the instrument. Uh, they they they've guided me over the years to develop my my abilities and my gifts and my calling and my ministry to where I've developed it. They're still guiding me. It's still growing. It's still advancing and developing. Uh, we're a large number of people today joining the call or uh, coming from Archangel Michael and the Legion of Light, my, one of my um, Facebook pages, one of the five Facebook pages that I'm host of. Um, and so some of you are coming from there. That's where over uh, half a million people a week are reaching some of my uh, posts and some of the uh, messages that I'm putting out there and some of the inspiration that I share there. And so welcome to all of you who are joining from that and some of my other pages online. Um, and so it's just really been evolving uh, to this uh, beautiful place where it is today. Uh, part of the messages that I got um, from Archangel Michael is to you know what 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 how he wanted to uh you know guide me to play this role to be the channel that i meant to be uh was to be a channel for messages around the shifting of the ages that we're going through uh the great shift or the great awakening um the great sacred union there's been so many titles that he's called it over the years uh he's called it the um the the great acceleration or the quickening um you know i'm trying to think of all the titles of which he's Uh, given to uh, this time period that we're all living in um, that is very special uh, in its uh, how unique it is and how um, you know just different it is from any other time period in human history first of all there's more human beings on the planet than there's ever been that's very unique Uh, and then also there's a great awakening uh, that's happening as a result of uh, this special time period that we're in and there's a shifting of the ages a shifting of vibration a raising of vibration and a raising of consciousness uh, that's been happening at a very exponential rate. Um, and it, it, even though it doesn't seem fast enough for some of us, and I know sometimes I have days like that where it doesn't seem fast enough for me, um, there are, there are, it's really happening at an accelerated rate. Um, just look at the information age as a proof of just how accelerated things have become. Um, the shifting of consciousness, the raising of consciousness, the awakening, there's still a long way to go, uh, but 
he's been telling me that there have been key turning points, key pivotal points, um, that there was basically the, the, uh, a, a large cycle completed uh, that we did complete. We completed a very large cycle of time, and I mean very large, like thousands of years, at least a uh, 5,125-year cycle that completed, and perhaps even uh, I always like to say that there was six of those, uh, so even a 26,000-year cycle that completed in 2012, that he was preparing me for the, the Archangel Michael and all the angels, guides, and guardians that I've been receiving guidance from over these years started preparing me for this um, shift and this uh, taking me through like that first stage of it uh, since 1987. So uh, 1987 is really when I became aware of all of this. Uh, and they had a whole bunch of things that they wanted to prepare me for and do leading up to 2012 and the great shift that happened there. And um, then what he's called the new time and the new era, which has begun since 2012, um, and he continues to want to uh, bring through, Archangel Michael continues to want to bring through um, guidance uh, and instruction for us, and so his instruction to me and, 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 and request to me was to um, do these uh, teleconferences on the solstices and equinoxes, as many solstices and equinoxes as I could, leading up to 2012 and the shift of the era, the shift of time that took place then, and, to, and now as many times as possible in this new time, in this new era, as the quickening is accelerating even more, as new waves of energy are coming in even more that are uh, advancing that shift of the ages because the shift of the ages did not end in 2012. The shift of the ages really finally uh, kicked in. You know, the, 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 the transformation really finally kicked in and really started, uh, really started to initiate and to uh, begin. But he says we're still in the, the new dawn of it, uh, that we're still in the early dawn, actually, uh, of uh, the new era, the new time, and the new energies that are coming in, and that there's continued waves of energy coming in. We talked about one of those waves on the fall equinox, uh, the most recent fall equinox, which was back in September, uh, the, the, the next wave that came in then. And now there's a new wave coming in here because part of this shift that we're experiencing is literally we are experiencing new energies coming in. Uh, we're living in an era now where on the winter solstice, um, um, the uh, special energies are coming in and there's an ongoing galactic alignment uh, that helps uh, ish anchor and usher in uh, more of those new energies. He can explain it better than I can. Believe me, it's uh, uh, something that I, I'm still trying to grasp and understand as well, uh, an ongoing galactic alignment that's happening on the winter solstices. Um, so... Anyway, uh, that's kind of a background as to who I am and why I've been doing this and, and what we're doing here tonight. Um, and I want to let you know that there's a process that they've given me, and we're going to do that process together. Uh, and um, the, the process uh, I'll, I'll describe to everybody so that once we're finished with, we're going to do the interfaith uh, prayers, the peace prayers first, and then we're going to begin the process. But I want to go straight from the peace prayers into the process. So let me just describe the process to you. Um, when they were asking me to really develop this and take this further and grow this and expand my work with, uh, with, with offering and delivering messages from the angels, all the angels, guides, ascended masters that I channel, uh, not just Archangel Michael, um, all of the archangels uh, that I channel, when they really wanted me to expand, start expanding and expanding and expanding it, um, I, I, I prayed and I asked, you know, uh, how, you know, how? <laughs> uh, and they gave me this process uh, and they said, always use 
use it, it would always work, and that it would always work for me, and that it would work for other people too. Um, and so you're welcome to, uh, you know, in your personal uh, life and your personal exchanges with your angels, I'll use the process. I'll guide everybody through it today, and I'll ask you all to participate. We're actually going to ask you to participate in the interfaith peace prayers we're going to be doing too by saying them um, silently or out loud. I'm going to have my husband uh, read through those interfaith peace prayers uh, and introduce him in here in a moment um, as soon as I finished explaining what we're going to do and the process we're going to use. And just have you participate in in saying out loud or silently, because since you're all muted, you can do it out loud, the peace prayers that he's going to read you. um, And then we'll go straight from those prayers uh, into the prayer process that I was given. Uh, I'll be doing a um, first is praise. So there's there's five steps um, that are done, but it really consists of four parts done in five steps. So um, part one is praise, um, and I'll be leading us in a uh, praise chant that is two Hebrew holy names. Tonight I'm going to use Adonai Elohim uh, for the sake of simplicity, for the sake of people being able to pick up on it easily and understand it. It's Adonai, um, that's a Hebrew name for God, and Elohim. That is also another Hebrew name for God, um, and the Elohim is plural. It's a Hebrew name that is God for God that's plural and so the angels say tell me that that includes all beings and, and includes them and their realm as well the, Elo, the Elohim um, and so Adonai Elohim will be calling upon uh, we'll be doing this praise chant right after the interfaith peace prayers and uh, again you're all you're all going to be you're all muted the entire time so you can join us in doing the chant out loud or you can join me in doing the chant uh, silently whichever you you prefer, but it is praise, and so we really want to like sing it from our hearts. You know, really just kind of uh, offer it with love. You know, it's, it's something that's offered with love. I won't be doing it for a long period of time. I'm just doing it for a short period of time, but not long enough to where I can feel that love energy uh, really start to flow. And then straight from the prayers, uh, the praise. Uh, so the prayers first, then the praise, uh, the, the, the peace prayers first, and then we're going to do my process, my angelic process here, uh, which is the praising and then asking and in that asking we're going to be invoking uh, Archangel Michael specifically uh, calling upon him by name asking him to come in and asking him to hear the questions that I'm verbalizing here today and to give us any guidance about these things. So let me explain what the questions really quickly are. My questions are very simple. There's a lot going on in our world right now. A lot of things are stirred up. There's obvious that there's a lot of energies moving, a lot of things stirred up, a lot of uh, controversy, a lot of violence, uh, you know, things along that nature. So anything that he wants to share with us regarding uh, current events happening in our world that he thinks would be helpful for us, that would be wonderful, as well as the ongoing shift of the ages. So any new information that he wants to share with us about some of the new energies coming in, the next wave that we're experiencing, what the next levels are going to be for us, what we need to do in order to uh, go into the next, because I've also noticed with all these messages that he always focuses on something that's like this is what we need to focus on in order to kind of go through this next stage. So if there's something like that uh, this time, I'd like to um, ask him to do that. And then I will 
um, ask all of us as a part of this asking part of the prayer, because I'm not going to repeat those questions, but I am going to ask us all to invoke him and to uh, call upon him and to ask him to answer these questions, right? So they're questions that help all of us. They're not personal questions. They're questions that uh, the answers will help all of us because we're all going through this together. We're all interconnected, and we're all going through this together. So, um, so I'll be uh, also just giving him, asking you to just join me in giving him permission to speak freely about anything that he feels is for our highest good right now. So in addition, we'll also just ask him for anything that he feels is for our highest good. Um, and then I'll go into the third part of my process, um, which is thanking. Uh, and I'll guide us all to offer a silent or out loud prayer of gratitude um, to God and to Archangels, um, to, to Archangel Michael and to all the angels, guides, and guardians that are working with us. And um, then I will um, guide you to go into a relaxed, listening, meditative state. You will get the most out of this if you actually do this. Um, not just uh, be a listener, be a participant. You know, be a participant. I call these, um, these, these gatherings, I call them transmissions for a reason. Angelic transmissions is what I call them. Because it's, it's energy that's being transmitted. It's light that's being transmitted. It's messages that are being transmitted. But they're not just being transmitted to me. They're being transmitted to the whole planet, all Ultimately, and they're being transmitted to all of us in, that are gathered here in this circle of light all over the country, and there are people calling from other parts of the world even. So um, the, this transmission is for all of, uh, all of us, not just for me. Okay? I'm, getting a, a, uh, I'm getting an energy transmission, and I am allowing my voice to be the instrument through which some auditory portion of it is coming through. But believe me, there's so much more energy than the auditory portion of it. And you can receive the full transmission if you go deep enough into your receptive state. People have amazing experiences if, if they really let themselves uh, relax and receive, you know, just relax and receive. Um, I will be making a recording. Uh, the recording's been going this entire time so that everybody has even this explanation, right? So I'll be making a recording of everything that is said. You can all get a replay. Everybody who's registered for this conference will get a replay. It's not a downloadable copy. It's just a, a, a replay, so you can just hear it another time. Okay. And then, if you want your own personal downloadable downloadable copy, let us know. We have that available on MP3, and we have that available on CD, so people can have their own copies of it and listen to it again and again, and take notes from it or whatever later. Right. So. It's not really good for you to, well, I can't say it's not good for you, but it's not optimal. Let's put it that way. It's not optimal for you to just stay active and stay busy and be doing other things or taking notes or whatever during the receiving portion of this, which is the message portion of this. Um, it's not optimal. You, you, you'll receive so much more if you do what's instructed, if you go through the process and you actually are a participant and just relax and meditate and open and receive. You know, it's a deep listening meditation that I'm going to guide you to go into. Take notes later. Take notes from when you get the replay and take notes when you get your own personal copy. You know, do, do that later. Absorb it now. Receive the energy, all that's being transmitted now. Okay? Because when, when we engage the sacred, the sacred beings, they engage back with us, and we want to be you know, fully present for that, fully in the now for that. So that's what that receiving stage is all about. And then the, um, once we're finished with the message, 
Uh, and, and, and Archangel Michael's done speaking. Usually it's my voice, but it, it'll change somehow, and usually he'll say goodbye somehow, or it'll just be a long pause. Uh, the last part, uh, even though I've talked about the four parts, uh, there's a fifth step, and the fifth step is I'd like to do a little bit of gratitude again at the end and praise again at the end. So I'll bring us up out of the meditation with um, gratitude again and praise again at the end. Um, and it'll still be the Adonai Elohim praise at the end, but it'll be shorter than it is at the beginning. And then the transmission will be complete at that point. Uh, and the first thing I'll do after that is I'll bring us up out of the meditation fully after the praising, uh, and uh, I'll share with you anything that really stood out to me, um, anything additional that I got, because sometimes there's visuals, sometimes there's auditory, sometimes there's whole other like tracks that are playing at the same time, I'm hearing it at the same time you're hearing it, okay? It's not like it's being told to me and then I'm telling it to you. It's much more direct at that than that. During the time that you're going into your relaxed meditation during the receiving stage, what's happening to me is I'm going into a, a deep meditative trance state. I'm a, a, med- a, I'm a trance medium is another way of, of, of looking at my gifts and abilities or another term to call what it is that I do. I'm a conscious trance medium. I'm conscious because I'm not, I haven't gone to sleep, but I'm at that point right before sleep. I can do sleep trance channeling, but I've been asked by the angels for the sake of learning, for the sake of absorbing, to do the conscious trance channeling. So I'll be in a trance state, um, and I'll be hearing it at the same time you're hearing it, and sometimes there are like these other tracks that are also there, and at the very end, after I brought us all up out of the meditation, I'll share with you anything that I did see, hear, or feel, or just anything that stood out to me. Um, and then once I've done that, uh, I will stop the recording, and I will um, have everybody uh, unmuted who wants to hang on and say uh, either some comments or some questions uh, at the end. Welcome to do so. Okay, So that's the process. That's what we're going to do today. That's, um, and thank you for uh, going with me through all of that. But for those of you who are new, uh, and there's lots of new, there's like lots and lots of new people today who've never ever experienced this before. Um, yeah, I wanted you to be comfortable and familiar with what we're going to do and how all of this works for me. Um, so what I want to do next is get us going with the uh, interfaith priest prayers. So I got asked to include my husband, Philip, who's also an interfaith minister. He's an interfaith chaplain for Hospice of Hilo for over 13 years now, and he's been involved in interfaith work since long before I met him, which was 20 years ago. Um, and uh, he's, he, he came across or found several years ago um, some beautiful prayers, peace prayers, written by James Twyman, a wonderful author. Uh, and we really uh, admire these peace prayers very much. So we thought, you know what, we couldn't even write them any better than ourselves, so uh, let's just share James Twyman and James Twyman's work, um, and uh, let's share these beautiful peace prayers uh, because Michael's uh, guided me to use them and also because uh, the world really needs this right now. Uh, The the, the violence uh, that has been kind of amplified in the world um, is something that uh, peace and prayers for peace peace really can have an influence on, and, and these are interfaith peace prayers. So what Phil's going to share with us and, and take us through uh, is a process of um, reading prayers, peace prayers from all the world's uh, major religions. I think there's like seven or eight of them. Is that right, Philip? Are you there, Philip? Are yep, you with us? I'm okay, here. all right. So 
Okay, so I'm going to turn it over to Philip, and uh, we can begin the, the, the peace prayers. And everybody, please just, uh, you know, you can close your eyes, relax. Uh, you can either say them out loud, uh, repeating after him, or you can say them silently, repeating after him, so that he's just not saying the prayers. We're all saying the prayers. Okay, so let's just uh, do that now. Go ahead, Philip, begin. Aloha, everyone. This is... Um We'll be doing the Interfaith Prayers for Peace by James Twyman. And I'll read one sentence at a time and pause so we can repeat, as Anna said, either out loud or silently. Hawaiian Prayer for Peace and Unity. I am a part of all, and all is a part of me. When there is pain, it is my pain. When there is joy, it is mine also. I respect all this as part of Creator and part of me. I will not willfully harm anyone or anything. When food is needed, I will take only my need and explain why it is being taken. The earth, the sky, the sea are mine to care for, to cherish, and to protect. This is Lokahi. This is Aloha. Native American Prayer for Peace. O great spirit of our ancestors, I raise my pipe to you, to your messengers, the four winds, and to Mother Earth, who provides for your children. Give us the wisdom to teach our children, to love, to respect, and to be kind to each other. so that they may grow with peace in mind. Let us learn to share all good things that you provide for us on this earth. Peace to all our relations. Buddhist prayer for peace. May all beings everywhere, plagued with sufferings of body and mind, quickly be freed from their illnesses. May those frightened cease to be afraid, and may those bound be free. May the powerless find power. And may people think of befriending one another. May those who find themselves in fearful wildernesses, the children, the aged, the unprotected, be guarded by beneficent celestials. And may they swiftly attain the peace and enlightenment of Buddhahood. 
Hindu prayer for peace. O Almighty God Vishnu, lead us from the unreal to the real. Lead us from darkness unto light. Lead us from death to immortality. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Om, peace, peace, peace. O Almighty God, may there be peace in celestial regions. May there be peace on earth. May the waters be appeasing. May herbs be wholesome. May trees and plants bring peace to all. May all beneficent beings bring peace to us. May thy Vedic law propagate peace all through the world. May all things be a source of peace to us. And may thy peace itself bestow peace on all. And may that peace come to me as well. Jewish Prayer for Peace Come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, that we may walk the paths of the Most High. And we shall beat our swords into plowshares and our spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more, and none shall be afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Muslim Prayer for Peace In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, praise be to the Lord of the Universe, who has created us and made us into tribes and nations, that we may know each other, not that we may despise each other, if the enemy incline toward peace, do thou also incline toward peace. And trust God, for the Lord is the one that heareth and knoweth all things. And the servants of God, most gracious, are those who walk on the earth in humility And when we address them, we say, Assalamu alaikum, peace unto you. Christian prayer for peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be known as the children of God. But I say to you that here, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, 
Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To those who strike you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from those who take away your cloak, do not withhold your coat as well. Give to everyone who begs from you. And of those who take away your goods, do not ask them again. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. Together we can all affirm, Amen. And so it is. Now moving from these interfaith prayers of peace, we're going to go straight into the process I was describing to you. Next we're going to do the Hebrew chant, the praise chant of Adonai Elohim. And I'm just choosing this one because... It's the one that I want to use for connecting also with Archangel Michael and raising our vibrations to that level today too. So this is praising God and also just raising our vibrations so that we can even begin to commune or communicate with higher beings such as angels. So please join me again silently or out loud as everyone is muted in the Adonai Elohim praise chant. I'll begin and we can all participate. Everybody, including Philip, should be muted at this time, so. Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim. 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 Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim, Adonai going further into our prayer 
in whatever way feels right to each of us individually from whatever path and lineage we're all coming from to silently call upon God's love and God's light to connect us all in this circle today connect us and to protect us in the circle of light that we've created around the world and to connect and to protect all in the world and ask for divine intervention and divine intercession from the divine messengers to be given to us today. Specifically by name, call upon Archangel Michael. And ask that Archangel Michael's presence be fully with each of us in this circle and with all upon the earth. Asking Archangel Michael to be fully present with us here today at this sacred time for this sacred correspondence. Ask Archangel Michael in his role as intercessor to intercede on our behalf by bringing us through any guidance, answers, insights that he possibly can to the questions that I verbalized for all of us today. And for whatever that he feels is for our highest good. Let him know that he has our permission to speak freely about whatever he feels is for our highest good. And then we're going to move into asking, from asking into thanking and gratitude. So Next, I want to have all of us join together, either silently or out loud, and offering a prayer of gratitude for the blessing of the angels as our constant companions in this life that we have been blessed with such grace to have these constant companions. Offer gratitude and thanks to Archangel Michael and to all angels, guides, and guardians working with the earth and working with humanity and those working with each of us personally as well offer thanks and gratitude and offer a silent prayer of gratitude directly to the divine of, for all of the blessings of life for the blessing of this earth for the blessings of life for the blessings of this gathering just give thanks Filling ourselves with gratitude, 
letting our hearts open as we feel really grateful for our blessings. I want to have everybody then begin to transition deeper into the receiving by deepening your breathing. Using your breath to take you into a quiet, relaxed, meditative listening state. Or I want you to remain in that silent, meditative listening state all throughout the message until I bring you up out of it at the end. I'm going to go deeper now into my silent meditation. Going deeper into my silent receiving until the next words will be the message coming through. just as sacred alignments have sacred, special, powerful energies. Numbers also hold sacred energies. And I'm going to begin this message today by speaking about a period of time associated with a specific number. That the two together create sacred time because of the number and because of the time that it initiates. It is I, the Archangel Michael, that chooses to begin this message and speak this message today in this way and give you the assistance and the support that you are seeking and needing at this time. Many know and understand that 40 days is a sacred number of days. When something is done for 40 days, repeatedly, consistently, 
with heart, with discipline, with dedication, with will and intention, with honor, with integrity, that it becomes fully integrated. Fully integrated. So that it can begin a new pattern, so that a new pattern can initiate. I begin this message today with speaking about this because I am asking whether it begins today, whether it begins later on, just at some point in time, over the next few months, for all who have the ears to hear, for all who have the heart to seek this message, to engage in a 40-day process, sacred process. A 40-day sacred process of raising your vibration consciously. Raising your consciousness, which is what that does. Because when you consciously seek to raise your vibration, you raise your consciousness and vice versa. There is a need right now. For this to be done in a more dedicated way. Indeed, there are very swift moving galactic energies, celestial energies, cosmic energies, and energies that even go beyond the celestial influences. Energies directly from the spiritual world and beyond, directly from the divine directly from God that are swiftly shifting things and changing and transforming the world and humanity waking you up to the powerful co-creators of this realm that you are but while this great awakening yes This is one title I have used for it. While this great awakening is happening, regardless of whether you consciously know it or not, regardless of whether you consciously participate in it or not, it is still going to be happening. But it is also predestined that as part of it there would be waves of awakening waves of people awakening first second third first wave second wave third wave 
fourth wave, fifth wave, waves of transcendence. Some have titled them waves of ascension, whatever title you choose. There are elevated levels of awakening, elevated levels of consciousness that are coming in with the waves of energy and that all of you are on those various waves depending upon your readiness and your place in your spiritual journey, your role in your spiritual journey, all of these things, your karma, your dharma, they all play a role. But what I'm ultimately saying here is that regardless of whether you're on the first, second, third, fourth, fifth wave of transcendence or enlightenment, awakening, whatever you choose to call it, whichever wave you're on, you're called. Many, many of you are being called. to lead the way to consciously engage the sacred to consciously work as co-creators to consciously lift yourselves up lift others up lifting up this world as the light workers that you're intended to be as the co-creators that you're intended to be consciously do so and not just to let it be unconscious because yes everyone's experiencing the great awakening everyone at some point in time at somewhere along their journey and I don't even just mean within one life everyone will awaken remembering who you really are as eternal spirit souls as beings of love, as beings of light, as the eternal children of an infinite, omnipresent, omnipotent being of light and love, as parts and parcels of one love, one light, one truth, one God, one source, what you're awakening to not just knowing it intellectually but really realizing it and living it from that place of consciousness and at any point in time the third dimension the earth planet the human life can be difficult for this part this process this process of spiritual awakening throughout any part of history the difficulties of the third dimension of the human life, they're not meant to stop the process. This is a unique place. Human life is very sacred. The earth planet, very sacred. The third dimension, very sacred. It is a portal planet, a portal dimension. And the human birth sacred because you can attain so much entering into self-realization 
divine realization, God realization, Christ consciousness, God consciousness is capable through the human birth. And it's destiny. Whether you know it or not, whether you remember it or not, whether you realize it or not, Indeed, I have asked for these peace prayers. For prayers of peace to be said. To show the universality, the oneness that you all share. There is one truth, but there are many paths to that truth that are all real and that are all sacred, that are all part of a whole, a greater whole that you all need to see. The irony is, are they whole in and of themselves? Are the sacred traditions and spiritual religions of the world whole in and of themselves? The answer to this question is yes, but they are part of a greater whole. They are whole in and of themselves, and they are simultaneously part of a greater whole, like a drop of water out of the ocean. If you take a drop of water out of the ocean, it contains within it. If you look at it on the microscopic level, if you look at it on the atomic and the energetic level, it contains within it, whole and complete, within and of itself, nothing but ocean. Qualitatively. But it is not the entire ocean. It is also part and parcel of this greater whole. This greater truth, this greater wisdom, this greater being. So returning back to my request, of a 40-day practice. I am requesting all that have the ears to hear and the heart to seek the truth, the light, the love, the peace. To do prayers of peace. For 40 days and 40 nights. Perform them as a spiritual practice. Do not just say them, however, only as words. For example, on day one, choose whatever prayer of peace 
either from an outside source or from something that is from within you. Speak it with your lips. Say it in your mind and say it in your heart. Prayers of love also apply to this because there can be no peace without love. There can be no peace in the world without love in the world. And there can be no peace in your lives without love in your lives. There can be no peace in your mind without love in your heart. But then once you have spoken the prayer with your lips, reverberated in your thoughts, and felt it in your heart. The next part of this 40-day practice is to practice it. Put that peace into action. Put that love into action. It has always been required, ultimately. For full realization, both self-realization and God-realization to take place. The prayer sets the intention, the energy begins to flow where that intention goes. But then the actions bring about the manifestation. and facilitate the co-creation. Put love into action. There are so many who want peace in the world. There are more of you. There are vastly more of you. The vast majority of people on this planet want peace in the world, want love in the world. So how is it, ask yourselves, so how is it that a very small minority of those who do not want that, who are fighting that, who are resisting that, who choose struggle, who choose strife, who choose to try to control rather than serve, How is it that a small minority compared to a vast majority can have such impact and set the tone, setting a tone of fear, setting a tone of anxiety, and the minds and hearts of so many disturbing the inner peace of the mind and disturbing the inner peace of the hearts? How is it that this happens? Why is it that this happens? How is it that this happens? These are very important questions to ask yourselves. I don't want you just taking my answer and my answer alone. I want you asking yourselves these questions and really coming to the answers for yourselves. And during this 40-day practice, you can come to major realizations about this. And you can participate in shifting 
your vibration, raising your consciousness and shifting and raising the consciousness of the entire planet in the process through the ripple effect or what is also called the butterfly effect. But let me give you my answer as to how this happens. How so few can set the tone, can influence so profoundly so many. It's not an easy answer, which is why I need you to all continue to seek further insight into the question. But the simplest answer I choose to give you today has to do with action. What energy gets put into action? Does fear get put into action or does love get put into action? They put fear into action. And then how each one of you responds to it. Those that choose struggle, those that choose violence, those that choose hatred, those that choose war, they put fear into action. And how you choose to react to it then either continues its action, continues and propagates the energy of fear in action, active fear. Or if you choose consciously to put love into action, then not only does it get neutralized, love has the power to heal all things because it has the power to transmute all things. If you respond with love in action, then that sets the tone. And all it takes is the majority that want peace, that choose peace, that desire peace, to put love in action. The great spiritual masters, divine avatars, spiritual teachers of the world, have taught what I do not need to reiterate some of those teachings shared today through the specific peace prayers that were chosen for today. Choose these, choose others, choose a different one each day. Again, it could be written by someone else. It could be from your own heart, from your own words, from your own writing. Forty days. And forty nights. Of peace in action and love in action. 
praying for peace, putting that energy out and putting that peace into action and that love into action. While I work with all of humanity and all beings on the earth, unconditionally, through my unconditional love and my unconditional devotion to service, I simultaneously have an even broader and deeper role that I play with those who are part of my Legion of Light. Those who are aligned with me and my mission and my purpose. to transmute all into the light because all is already of the light from the light and in the light to transmute the shadows to return to love to restore love this is what I do as a co-creator in this reality is what all who are part of my legion of light have written into their soul contracts to play their own unique role with their own unique gifts to do. And ultimately what every human being whether they're part of my legion of light or not is here to experience and learn and fully receive in the earth school. Things are moving at such an accelerated rate that one of the difficulties that all of you are having is that you need to take things in more deeply. They need to be more fully integrated. You are struggling with integration, especially integration of all the new energies. The next wave that began to flow in at the fall of equinox is accelerating now, yes, and is filled with all frequencies of energies. how you receive it and what you do with it is vitally important. Which is another reason why this 40-day process that I am asking for and calling for can help you so much. be more balanced, be able to go more smoothly through everything that is coming in. 2016 in your calendar 
which is about ready to begin in your man-made calendar system. In sacred time, in Earth's time, in natural time, the new year has begun today with the rebirth of the light, the return of the light. But in your man-made calendar system, it begins soon, in a few days. And 2016, in your system of counting, has certain numerology. Understanding that numerology will help you to understand certain things about the energies that your consciousness is putting into this year. But let me make it clear. The number 2016 is a man-made number, a man-made counting system that your current society is using other older societies use other numbers. The numerology is important and it is significant, the energies of that number, because it's significant in your psyches. Because it impacts your psyche through your use of those numbers. But the year itself It's actually, yes, still very much the early dawn of a vast new cycle of time from the way we see it. But it will be a year of a leap forward. Either way, a leap forward is going to happen. What that looks like and what you all choose for yourselves to experience along the way is very important. The choices you make will influence how you experience what will unfold. Consider it like a leap year, but not a man-made one. And not just one where it just means an extra period of time is added. Why is it a leap year? Because your awakening will leap forward. 40 days of prayer and action, love and action, of deep integration will help you to smoothly ride that through and ride that out to the best of your ability. You can integrate any and all other practices that you're doing. 
anything else that you're doing as part of that peace into action, love into action, if it really is peace and love in action. And if it's not, don't do it. Don't say it. Don't do it. Think of it as a fast for everything that is not. Does that mean saying yes to everything? No, it does not mean saying yes to everything because sometimes the most loving thing that you can do is say no. Sometimes the most loving thing you can do in putting love into action is to stand up for yourself. Show courage, show bravery. And sometimes the most loving thing that you can do is to surrender. You will have to trust your intuitions about that practice of putting love into action, putting peace into action. But you see, the reason for the 40 days is it sets a new pattern, a pattern that is deeply integrated that will then help you throughout the entire leap year. Throughout the entire leap year ahead. where awakening will go to another level. Some of the most profound awakenings that happen in the human journey are what I call rude awakenings. They're all those things that teach you what love is and what love is not. The rude awakenings of life. They will be front and center in this coming year. If I were to say one thing, one title that this leap year is going to have, numerous occasions of, numerous lessons of. I would use the title, Road Awakenings. Now that I use it in a variety of different ways with a variety of different meanings. In some ways it also means waking up out of your rudeness seeing how rude and crude you really can be, having it brought to the surface of your consciousness, each of you individually and collectively as a species. And how that rudeness and that crudeness is based on conditional love or is not love at all. Love with conditions, love with attachments. Rude awakenings help to reveal it all to you. This does not mean that every awakening happening in 2016 and that every shift that you all will make will be facilitated by rude awakenings. No. 
those of you who are already raising your vibration and at certain levels of consciousness will find it much easier to go through all of these energies. You won't find it to be as rude and crude, but you will still see it. You'll still see it in the world. You'll still see it in people. You'll still see it happening in others around you, even people that you love. And you'll still need to choose how you react to it. If you react in kind and kindness to rude energy, To react in kind versus kindness is what I intend to say. To match the energy is to react in kind. To react in kindness is to shift out of it. Rude awakenings do not all have to be hard. They do not all have to be difficult. But they are all eye-opening. Because your eyes need to be opened. You have to see. You cannot keep turning blind eye. You cannot keep turning your eyes away. cannot keep turning your eyes away from those things that you don't want to see or those things that you don't like or those things that are so painful that you feel the pain by looking at them. You cannot turn your eyes away. From those who need you to see each other for who you are. Look through the eyes of love into the eyes of a stranger into the eyes of your enemy into the eyes of an adversary Look through your televisions. Look through your computers. Look through your mobile devices as lenses into the world. But see. Don't judge. Don't criticize. See. See what is there. Recognize, acknowledge, realize, perceive, witness, see. And put love into action.
peace into action, when you no longer look away, when you no longer close your eyes, or see through the lens of your fear or your hate or your judgment or your criticism, then you can put love into action in a whole new way. When you see what is real, you can truly put love into action. Do not be afraid to see. And as you put love into action, some of that love in action, peace in action, absolutely must be in words. I said that numbers were sacred. Words are sacred. Every single word is energy that you put forth out into the sound field, the energy field of the universe that ripples infinitely and eternally through the universe. Every sound, every word does not go away. Ripples infinitely through creation. Can it be transmuted? Absolutely. But does it ever cease to exist? No. It's transmuted through words of love. Words of peace. Words of hope. and I will say it again until it no longer needs to be said you are an eternal spirit soul this is who you are you are not your body you are not your mind you are not your emotions they are your tools your vessels your vehicles your instruments but they are not who you are see yourself through the eyes of love and you will find it so much easier effortless actually to then do so for others
to all of you. And my gratitude. I am grateful for this opportunity to speak these words in vibrations that your ears can hear. Hear with your ears, but take it to heart. And put it into action. We need all of you playing your role. Doing your part. Don't hide your light. Don't sell yourself short or sell yourselves out. Respect yourselves, respect each other. These things are universal teachings for a reason. They're values for a reason. Because they're universal laws. They cannot be broken without major repercussions. And ultimately, they are never broken. It is just the attempts to go against them. Because the universal laws truly can't be broken. Don't make it any harder on yourselves than it has to be. Live in alignment with universal truths, universal principles, universal values. This is putting love into action. end of the message, let's take a moment to offer us a prayer of gratitude for the message and for the angels. And then we're going to complete the process with praise once again. And so I'm just going to do Adonai Elohim. Please join me. It'll be shorter this time just a brief 
brief chant here. Adonai Elohim Adonai Elohim Adonai Elohim Adonai Elohim Adonai Elohim Adonai Elohim Deep inhale and exhale And then we'll slowly bring ourselves fully up out of the meditation. As we do, the first things that I'll share is to um, say the thing that stood out to me the most was how emotional Archangel Michael's plea felt to me. I literally had um, tears in my eyes and one rolled down my face during the time that he was making his emotional plea for us to see to see who we really are and to see all the things that he described there to see with the eyes of love and through the eyes of love to see with the heart basically to really see um it was very uh, it doesn't happen very often actually that um the channel message is filled with so much emotion that it actually brings tears to my eyes. It uh, happened, I think it was last year, in a message that came through one of the solstices or equinoxes. Um, That still feels very moving to me, so it's hard for me sometimes to talk right afterwards, especially if there's a lot of emotion involved. The part where he was talking about, when he was making that plea for us to see, and to really see, reminded me also of um, uh, another message where the whole entire message that he brought through, which is, is up available on my uh, the store part of my website. It's currently not on podcast yet, but uh, it is in the store. It's called, uh, we, called the me- the, we called the message Single Sight, Your Single Sight, um, because the whole message he talks about uh, developing our spiritual vision um, and the the teaching of when thine eye when thine eye becomes signal single, it's hard for me to talk. When thine eye becomes sing, single, um, that teaching that is in the Christian scriptures, the Christian Bible, um, he goes in, in depth in that message. So I was really reminded of that message here today, and um, it really is about our developing our spiritual vision, our spiritual sight. That's the, really the sight. It's not emotional sight. It's not emotional sight, even though he was making an emotional plea. Um, what he's describing is our spiritual sight, our spiritual vision, the ability to really see, not just with our physical eyes. And um, the other thing that uh, 
really stood out. Let's see, visual-wise, I had uh, visuals of the analogy that he was describing when he used the analogy of the drop of water um, containing nothing but the ocean, but it is not in quantitatively entirely the ocean, that it's part and parcel of the ocean. Um, I had visuals of that, some cool um, visuals that sometimes they give me of the energetics and the atomic structures of things. Uh, so I was getting some neat visuals around that. And um, let's see what else. There was, uh, oh, well, of course, the most, uh, the biggest thing, of course, that stands out in the whole message is this 40-day um, practice that he's given. It's so funny to me. Uh, there have been many times where I've put out the question to him, is there a practice? Is there something, you know, a meditation? Is there something that he wants us to do as far as, you know, and uh, there have been times where I've gotten answers back and there have been some channeled messages where he's given some things like some meditation expressions. Uh, but there's also been several times where I've asked and he's not given anything. This time I didn't ask and he gave this uh, very uh, detailed instruction about this 40-day um, practice of putting peace into action, love into action, peace peace prayers, and then putting that peace and love into action. So, yeah, and then what I understood about that, I just wrote, last thing I'll say is, the last thing, I, the, what I understood about that is that, you know, it's not like we don't do anything else through those 40 days. I mean, that's the part, right? We're putting it into action, right? We're we're living our daily lives. We're doing everything that we're, that we're doing in our daily lives, but we're doing it in different, you know, we're, we're doing it in different consciousness. We're doing it with different intention. We're doing it, you know, as this exercise that, uh, you know, we'll have a permanent shift, he says, after the 40 days of doing it, so... And sometimes of just just taking one thing, I know it can seem big, but you know sometimes taking one thing um, and doing that one thing really, really, really well, that one act of love or that one you know can can sometimes be what's part of that practice. Yeah, that's kind of a feeling that I had about it. So um, before I open up to everybody else, uh, I believe that Philip is still on the line, and so Philip, would, there, would you like to say anything? in comment or closing uh, follow-up to the message? Any comment or question? Um, to me, that's a message that needs to be listened to more than once. Yeah. Because there were just several different themes. I mean, definitely the 40, what kept coming to me is 40 days of peace. The, kind of the in phrase. action, yes. I understand, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, forty days of peace is what. Yeah. And uh, he just had some very powerful statements. I mean, I didn't, you know, I, I did the meditation, so I didn't right. write, write anything down. Right, right. But I definitely want to go back and listen. I mean, he just made some statements that were just unusual and mm-hmm. very to the point. But I, I wasn't expecting, you know, to say it that way and. Um, yeah, so my main thing for myself is to go back and, and listen to it again very carefully. And Was there anything, though, that did did stand out that you wanted to just quick make a quick comment on before you open it up for everybody else? Um, if not, that's okay. Yeah. I, okay. I don't know. All right. I, was, he was I know it's hard to talk sometimes <laughs> afterwards. He was, he was definitely in his, um, well, the rude awakening was quite... Oh yeah, quite shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 
but uh, I appreciate what he was awakening from rudeness. Is, uh, a message very, you got long yeah, ago. Very mm-hmm. powerful message, and I think it's extremely helpful. And so, um, yeah. And, you know, actually, I think, you know, I mean, you and I in the past have talked about something kind of personal to us, but if you don't mind, I'll share it, and that's um, soldiers of love, you know, and there's so much soldiers and war and people thinking they need to go to war and defend that the whole fear and love thing of course love fear in action versus love in action very very simple start choice oh the thing okay the thing that was to me very powerful and the way he said it you know the whole thing of how is it that a majority of people seeking peace can be basically overwhelmed by a minority mm-hmm. resisting peace or resisting love. That, mm-hmm. Just the way he said that several times is very powerful. How he said it was striking to yeah. me, too. So yeah, really striking. And well, and how he wants us to answer that question ultimately for ourselves. Right. You know? That was very, yeah. very helpful. Yeah, to, because if we answer the question, we won't be doing it anymore. It won't, yeah. happen. It won't happen anymore. Right. That was the feeling I got. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Archangel Michael is the ultimate spiritual warrior uh, of love, right? Yes, I mean, absolutely. he's not a, a warrior of violence. He doesn't uh, he he doesn't destroy. He transcends. He returns everything back to the light. It restores everything back to truth. He restores everything and returns everything back to love. He protects and defends, but he doesn't destroy. So, he's a great teacher of that for us. A great teacher in my life for that. So thank you, Philip, for sharing. So I'm going to end the recordings now and then open it up, unmute people um, for any comments or questions.